Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey guys, welcome back. Tim Knox here in the Revolve Realty Studio. Got my guest, Michael Zuber, back with us. Michael is the the author of One Rental at a Time. He is an entrepreneur, an investor, a teacher, a coach, a great husband, an all-around swell guy. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Can I record that again? I want to get that as my ringtone. I'll, I'll send that for you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Zuber. Hey, uh, we uh, we did part one of this where we talked about Michael's book and about his experience as an investor and uh, got his take on, on that sort of thing. I wanted to, to follow that up with, really, Michael, what's going on in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the coronavirus is here, sure. you know, mm-hmm. Trump was unable to scare it away. So here it is. And now we have to deal with it. And, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the effect it is going to have number one on our industry on real estate, sure. but on people and on other businesses and, and really what's, what's going on in the world. I mean, this is not God forbid the zombie apocalypse. It's kind of a bad strain of the flu, but, um, you know, I, everybody seems to be in, in reaction mode because no one was really proactive on this mm-hmm. thing. So um, what are you seeing there as far as, let's, let's talk about the real estate market first. Sure. Uh, are you seeing this yeah, affect so, your business at all? Um, well, so so kind of yes and no. So let's let's first let's clarify who I am, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I'm a real estate investor. I am somebody who's been watching the consumer and financial markets for the better part of 30 years. So when you hear my answers, that is the lens I give you. I am not a doctor. I've never been trained in medicine, um, not a virus expert, none of those things. Right. So if you want those answers, go mm. somewhere else. But if you want to talk about how this is going to impact the consumer, how it's going to impact real estate, how it might impact the stock market, uh, I have at least a well-informed decision with 30 years of track record in, in, in seeing multiple uh, black swan events and, and kind of what happens. So again, and you're in California, that, just to be clear. I am. Okay. I'm in California, specifically the Silicon Valley or uh, the Bay Area, whatever you know it by. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that lens, uh, I think there are things that are very obvious to me. Uh, and they will happen based on your area and based on your impact. They'll happen. They will happen, but they will happen mm-hmm. at different rates. For example, Santa Clara County, which is the county I am in, has one of the highest uh, current infection counts. I think New York just, or Seattle's above it in New York, I think just past Seattle. So we're in the top five for sure. So I have seen it happen to me faster than others. Uh, I think it will ripple across America. And I think there's two things for certain. First, if you are someone who's in, you know, thinking about selling your home and you don't have to sell, Right. We all know there are life events that becomes mm-hmm. a have to sell. And we'll talk about that in a minute because that's a big deal for me. But if you don't have to, right, it's like, oh, I'd like to move or I'd like to do this or, you know, I like that new build over there. You are absolutely not going to list your home. And why can I say that with confidence? Well, I can say that with confidence because the entire media is talking about this thing being infectious and, and, and it lives forever and, or not forever, but at least lives for hours and just all kinds of stuff. So the last thing you're going to want to do is have an open house. Mm-hmm. You don't want strangers coming in your house and touching or sneezing or coughing or 
whatever people do in your house. It's just, it's human nature. I mean, so I can confidently say that in most markets over the next one to 30 days, because this will ripple across the US, there will be less open houses. Okay, so that's listings. Flip it to buyers who, for the most part, are potentially making the biggest financial decision of their entire life, who are probably more nervous today than they were two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, you know what? We kind of like where we are. Yeah, I know it's a rental. Yeah, I know it's an apartment. Yeah, I know it's this. I know it's that. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just sit back? Because if you're a buyer, there's almost no reasons you have to be a buyer unless you're in a 1031 exchange or some other things. And again, you don't have to buy in that. You could suffer the tax consequence, but there's very, very, very few have to buy. So the last thing you're going to do for the most part is go out there and go, you know what? Let me, let me go plunk down something. Let me go visit 13 open houses and make a choice. It's right. just, it's not going to happen, people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, in your market, you could tell me today on whatever it is, March 14th, that it hasn't hit you and open houses are great. All right, fine. I've been doing this a while. So tell me about that in 15 days. Mm -hmm. Then tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't mind being early. I don't like I, being late sucks. So th <laughs> that's just that's just what's going to happen. So um, I believe with very, very big certainty that listings are going to go down and purchases are going to go down because the owner occupant buyer is getting scared. Uh, which means, to your other point, investors, if we're patient, and by patient, I mean weeks, maybe a month or two, we can strike. Because what happens when the owner occupants disappear? You still have some people that have to sell. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see who has to sell, I mean, you can go back and look at stats for your market. But the markets I were in in like 2010, lots of transactions. And like 75 to 78%, depending on what you read, were short sales and foreclosures. Well, what does that mean for the other 22 or 25%, depending on your stats? They were normal sales. Who the heck in their right mind would want to sell in an environment where there are foreclosures and short sales everywhere and prices are dropping 5% a month? Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, some people have to sell. Death, divorce, job transfer. There are unfortunately reasons you have to sell. And if you have to sell in a market where the owner-occupant buyers are scared, the only people that will write offers are investors. And if you follow what I teach and talk about and will do, we are cheap son of a guns. <laughs> so we will buy a lot of stuff cheaply, mm -hmm. but you will be out. Your have to sell problem will be over. Uh, we will be creative. Maybe you'll get a better price if you own or finance. Great. We can sell. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you bought a home two years ago uh, in a high-tech capital of the world or wherever, and you, your job transferred because this thing you know, made a move manufacturing or whatever. Maybe we'll buy them subject to, I will do more transactions this year, probably starting in late April through September, October than I've done the last two years, because what do I look for? I look for motivated sellers because I want creative and cheap real estate. I'm not shy about it. And what's the hardest thing to do in a seller's market is find those people because mm -hmm. everybody's stepping on each other. It is extremely easy to buy good cash flowing rental properties when people are scared. And again, I've done it. I have a documented track record. I bought more stuff in 2010 than any other year because they were everywhere and there were no buyers. They were in Realtor.com, Zillow, big capital letters saying any offer looked at. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was done today? You think that's been done the last 10 years? No, but that is what's going to happen. In By May, probably by, by May 1st, 
we are going to have some people write, have their real estate agents write, must sell any offer looked at. Right. And the only people buying will be the people with courage that have learned their market and they will make, they'll do deals. Yeah. Do, so I'm from, confident I will do more deals this year than the last two years combined. Yeah. And, and you and I have talked about this before. Your, your mentality as an investor is, is a little different from a lot of real estate investors because you very much are a buy low, sell high guy. Yeah. And, I'll sell if you want to overpay. And, yeah. And, and whether we like it or not, when something like this happens, it does create opportunities, mm -hmm. but it also creates um, those opportunities in my mind, create ways for folks to, to achieve the goals they need to achieve. Yeah. You know, you know I mean? when some people hear this, they may think I'm cheap or evil or whatever, but you're, you're looking at it the wrong way. Um, I'm helping somebody who has to sell. Right. Nobody wants to sell in this market, but mm. sometimes you have life events that you have to sell. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, we agree on a price or terms that are good for them. I am helping somebody move on from something. And I think that is very good. Um, Shane, you know, yeah, but really that's, that's kind of the folks. Yeah. Those are the yeah. folks that, that you work with a lot though. You do, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the folks that, that have to do something, the, uh, yeah. what um, I, the word is just motivated sellers. Hello. You ever do that? You're just completely yeah, blank. Yeah. What's your name? The more I get older, the more often it happens. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about it though from, from retail real estate, because here's some of the things that I'm seeing. Sure. And in my market, I mean, one of the hottest markets in the country, 20 year low on inventory, uh, multiple offers the same day. You know, we are, we're seeing things like open houses being canceled. Sure. Um, the, uh, I've had several clients who are, are, owner, you know, live at the house. We don't want people traipsing through the house for now. So those listings have either been paused or we have put on the notes, no open houses. Um, yep. You know, um, another one, my, my daughter Chelsea is uh, heavy into Airbnb. She's already seen some cancellations on that side of yep. things yep. where people are not going to be traveling. So I think there's a variety of impacts. Now we, you know, the, the, the people looking for a house, it really hasn't impacted much because I've got one house that came on the market yesterday afternoon and we've had like 25 showings today. So yeah. that, that is, those are the folks that, that need to buy and know the market is, is crazy anyway. But, you know, from a standpoint of open houses and showings and that sort of thing, I am seeing some, that that's going to slow down considerably, I think, as yeah. probably are the listings. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think your twenty-year low of in inventory is mm -hmm. going to go lower because mm -hmm. again, this you're you're. I am probably three weeks ahead of you, mm -hmm. I guess, and it got worse every day. Yeah, listings are going to go down. The next thing that may happen is you'll have buyers back out. We've had I've had I've heard of escrows because again I've been in the game twenty years and and I talk to title agents all the time, and they they all told me about they had Monday through Friday of this week all of them told me about escrows that blew up. Mm -hmm. Some people blew up on the last day and they lost their earnest money. I mean, that's, yep. they're like, no, we're done. And we're talking big earnest money, like 40 grand. Wow. Like, nope, you take it. Right. I I'm too scared. I'm too nervous. I lost too much value in my stocks, whatever it is. Uh, so yeah. I, I, my guess is you're three weeks behind me, uh, but inventory is going to go lower. Um, you know, I think the owner occupant buyer is going to get nervous. Um, you know, I think it's coming and yeah, I think Airbnbs, it's interesting with Airbnbs, right? If you happen to be in a market that is very kind of like uh, beachy or vacationy, you're mm -hmm. done. You're mm -hmm. toast. If you are in a market that is very kind of like monthly rentals, uh, uh, nurses, you know, traveling nurses and all that stuff, um, 
you know, you're probably going to be okay. Because again, one of the things that you're going to see in this mm -hmm. environment that we're going to be in for a short window is, is the healthcare system um, needs help. And, right. um, you know, traveling nurses uh, are, are, are still going to be there. So uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be choppy. And, yep. and unfortunately there are going to be some investors who bought into the Airbnb model and frankly overpaid. I know many California investors mm -hmm. thought it was the answer to cash flow. And I'm like, man, I've seen this movie before. It'll work for a while and then something will happen and it'll blow up. So there were people in the Bay area, once again, overpaying for stuff and I'll do room rentals and I'll do this. And I'll, I'm like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. you're just, you know, that's a, that's a caffeine high that you're eventually going to crash from. And Unfortunately, uh, it looks like the crash will be in 2020. And yeah, and I, I think don't blame real estate because yep. it's always real estate's problem. <laughs> well, I think the 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 thing that delineates a lot of the Airbnbs is exactly what you just said. A lot of them are vacation rentals. Yeah. Like for example, like our market, the the Airbnb. This is not a vacation destination by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, nor is Fresno. Yeah, right? but but Fresno. we are a very high tech. You know, the military is here. Big relocation. We've got 1,800 yep. FBI. Uh, employees moving here. It's just, it's insane. So a lot of the Airbnbs are considered temporary housing. Yeah. Where you companies know, will bring will flexibility. Better. And I think that that will continue to fare, <laughs> but I think you're going to see, I mean, just to slow down, I think a lot of it has to do initially with fear because yep, no it, it is the fear of the unknown. What is this going to bring? I think it's probably going to, you know, unless something drastic happens, we're going to see a shakeout here in a couple of weeks where people kind of get, you know, okay, it's, it's here, you know, everybody, yep. you know, it's not, it's not Ebola. It's not the plague, you yeah. know, it's not going to wipe out the majority of mankind. We can kind of breathe a little bit, but yep. um, let's talk about it from the standpoint of other businesses though. Cause you and I both sure. are, are entrepreneurs. I've been in retail. I've been in the software business, service business. Um, talk about a little bit about what, what's going to happen in those sectors. We're already seeing runs on grocery stores. What is it with toilet yeah. paper? Are you worried yeah. <laughs> that you no. won't have enough paper to wipe your, I don't you know. Uh, yeah. You know. No, well, it's I'm like, not. here's uh, the, here's the big joke here. We're, we're in, we're kind of the ass end of tornado alley. Right. Okay. And so anytime there is bad weather, especially let me back up. It's not really tornadoes. There's more snow and ice. Okay. Anytime here in Alabama, there is that prediction. There is a run on bread and milk. Sure. Well, this Thank time you. there's been the run on Toilet paper. Can yeah. you explain that to me, Michael, in all of your uh, wisdom? There, yeah, the only thing I can think of is, <laughs> is um, the, I mean, if you go back to California, the only thing mm. people were talking about in, in Costco's and all of that was toilet paper and bottled water, right? This yeah. thing is is not in the drinking water. Right, right? and it, it doesn't, it doesn't cause diarrhea. Yeah, it, yeah. So what I think happened is some someone took that picture because it probably looked really weird, <laughs> right? You get one of those Costco carts and you're piled yep. up. Yep. And that just became the thing is like, oh my God, it's the scarcity mindset, mm -hmm. right? If, if they're doing it, I have to do it too. Um, what you should have been getting is, you know, like you said, perishables and probably right. meat and chicken and freezing some, you know, like hearty food, because I think there'll be a time where they kind of say, okay, we're, you know, everybody stay home for a week or 10 days or, yeah. or whatever it is. Well, I we're seeing that here. The, the schools are going to be closed for the rest of the month, I think. Starting next week, a lot of, a lot of the companies are, are telling folks to work from home. You know, the ones that I see really getting the hardest hit are, okay, those, those business owners, the business is going to go, it's going to go down. I mean, there's, you're not going to do as much volume, not going to make any money, but the, the folks that do live paycheck to paycheck, which is most yeah. people, yeah, you know, and they work at companies, small businesses that maybe can't afford 
You know, it's yeah. not like Apple. Apple's telling everybody to take a couple of weeks off with pay. So yeah. it really trickles downhill from those small businesses down to those employees mm-hmm. who are going to be out of work for a couple of weeks or whatever with no pay. And then that impacts everything that goes on. Yeah. So I'm very anxious to read what was passed by the uh, House of Representatives yesterday. And I believe the Senate gets it Monday. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, again, I've read headlines. I, they, they haven't published the actual act yet, uh, but I think it's called Families First. Uh, what I have read from that is they're going to give sick leave to everyone up to two weeks. Um, they're going to give up to, uh, I think it was two months family leave. They're going to strengthen unemployment. Basically, the only people that can address that is the federal government. Mm-hmm. My hope, dream, whatever you want to call it, is that these freaking idiots who don't like each other realize that their job <laughs> is to help the American public. Yeah. And they put that bullshit aside and they help the American public. Yeah. I believe they're going to be children for a little while longer because they're just kids. Yeah. But they're eventually going to realize that their job is to help the American public. So I believe that yeah. aspect is going to be solved. Everybody, I could see them cutting everybody a check. I've lived through that environment before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one time they cut everybody a $600 check. I remember one time they gave everybody who bought a new home eight grand. If the federal government says, you know what? We, we, we're going to shut down America for a month. I'm just making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give every human being 10 years and older, a thousand bucks or 15 or two grand, whatever it is, that will allow people that live paycheck to paycheck, that live on tips, that are all of this. It will mm-hmm. allow them to pay the rent and get some food. It's not going to allow you to go do stupid things like buy a new car or anything right. like that. Right. But it will allow you to survive. It will take that paycheck to paycheck stress off. And let's be clear. I think they should do that. Mm-hmm. Because it, what we have to do is we have to get through a two to 10 week problem. Right. And then things get better mm-hmm. and they probably get better wickedly fast. Because the American public, the American uh, economy is the most robust, strong thing. We have something that we weren't ready for that we can get through, but it will take all of us working together. And the federal government has to lead both freaking sides. Get off your I hate you, you hate me (laughs) bullshit and let's solve this. It kills me that they're pointing fingers at each other. Stop it. Do that later. No, it's your fault. No, no. You know what I mean? I mean, this. what kills me about this, this should not be politicized. Okay, this is not a time to choose sides and point fingers, get politics out of this and let's let's get things in place and let's look at, you know, taking care of the folks who put you in office in the first place. It always kills me when they when they politicize stuff like this, like if there's a mass shooting, the first thing they do, well, those damn republic. Well, you know what I mean? And I'm seeing that happening a lot. I'm hoping that that kind of comes together. But yeah, um, yeah, people are people. But let's. You know what? If you want to use, if you want to politicize it and use your campaign ad, don't you freaking dare do it for the next couple of months until we're yeah. back, yeah. right? Yeah, I get it. Free press, blah blah blah. Do your thing, but let's not do it the next couple of months. Let's remember why you're there, yeah. And it's to help support the American economy. Let's. Get, the fact that the Senate was on recess, I'm like, oh my freaking lord! <laughs> why the freaking heck are you on recess? Yeah. I mean, that is. Uh, politicians suck. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about business owners because one thing sure. that I'm seeing are people. Uh, seeking to take advantage of the situation. And this, this always happens. You know, it's when people are charging, you know, seven, oh. $8 for a bottle of water or, yeah. you know, $100 rolls of toilet paper. I mean, those people are just crappy people to start with. 
Yeah, right? karma is a bitch. Karma, karma is a karma bitch, will, and it will come will back around if I have anything to do with it. But I'm a firm you know. believer in that. Yeah. So, um, do you ever? Uh, I know you're uh, on YouTube. You've got a really great channel. But do you ever watch uh, Meet Kevin? The, the real estate guy out of your, he, he's out of California. He does a, he has a real estate financial advice channel and he did a really interesting video yesterday. And his, uh, his suggestion to the government was to do a, like a, a two month suspend all payment kind of that. thing, which I think is brilliant. You know, now again, you know, the, the folks that are owed money, are the ones that are going to take the hit, but they may be the ones that can stand it a little better, especially if there's a makeup for that at oh, yeah. some point, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, again, he got the idea from Italy. Italy was the first country to do mm -hmm. that. I think more countries will follow. Uh, I think meet Kevin is a, um, near as I can tell a quality human being. I was mm -hmm. lucky enough to interview him six or seven months ago. I like, I like his story. Um, yeah, I think, I think delaying, uh, and again, he's talking about payments like interest payments, mortgages, right? Uh, the federal government already delayed student loans, which is a huge step forward. Mm -hmm. We have two things that we, we have a reality. Too many Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. We are in a world for the next couple of months where the revenue side or income side of that is going to be highly suspect. The federal government can come in with write a check as we just talked about to help fix that. But we can also come in and, ex and fix the expense side, uh, which mm -hmm. is credit card debt, auto mm -hmm. debt, mortgage debt. And you're right. Uh, the federal government could come out and say, everybody with a bank loan, cart credit card payment, uh, we are telling them to delay payments for 60 days, put it on the back end, uh, create an air gap, whatever. They could do that. Right. And I hope they do, right? Because mm -hmm. the only way out of this is to reestablish confidence in belief in the American system. And right now, yeah. it is still on the way down. It will probably be on the way down for you know, a couple more weeks. But mm -hmm. when you start stacking up wins, which we will, right? This thing that was passed yesterday, families first, um, declaring an emergency, uh, canceling student, or not canceling, delaying student debt. We are starting to stack up wins. Yeah. Uh, until kind of like Thursday, we were all losses. Everything was an L. Right now, the L's mm -hmm. dominate the W's, which mean, you know, losses and wins. Yeah. But at least we have a few wins on the board. It's going to take a lot more, but at least we're doing the right things. Like just this morning, Apple closed all stores outside of China, which is which is really telling, right? China's open, but everybody else is shut. Isn't it so funny? The, well, now they the say the recovery is happening works. in China, so everybody's getting yeah, better. So, so social distancing <clears throat> works. So unfortunately, we have to go through our social distancing. Yeah. It sucks. I get it. Um, but we have to get through it if we want to, you know, limit the the impact of this long term. So yeah. Um, yeah, the federal government has the power to fix the income side. They can cut everybody a check. Uh, they also have the ability uh, with support from the financial system to have a, 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 a holiday, um, a mortgage holiday or whatever mm -hmm. they want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get through this. Um, sure. I have no question that the American economy is strong, vigorous. This is not going to kill us. This is not going to create Armageddon. It's going to suck. Uh, we will have lots loss of life. Uh, we will probably have more loss of life than we should have, but mm -hmm. you know, we are where we are. Um, yeah, uh, I think 2020 ends much better than it started. 2020 has yeah. been crappy. It's the beginning year. <laughs> you know what? It's been an interesting year. I mean, the, the question in my mind is, are we going to learn anything from this? You know, because, so. and, and again, as bad as this is, and I don't want to belittle it at all, it's, it's not the plague. It's not the Spanish flu. People are, uh, some people are going to get sick. I, I saw a thing this morning that said the majority of folks with the virus will never show symptoms. 
and which is uh, the problem, which yeah. is one of the nasty, which is why we spread it. This thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If 95% yeah. of the people don't know they have it, but they give it to the 5% that are suspect, that really sucks for the 5%. Right. Well, you know, one of the, I saw a news report that, I mean, this all started in China and the guy, uh, he wasn't from the CDC, but he was from some university and he was talking about China and how a lot of these infectious diseases come from China because their diet is pretty much based on, on wildlife. And you go to these markets, first of all, China's got what, 60 billion people and they're right on top of each other. Well, a lot of their, you know, they don't have a Publix or a Kroger on every corner. They have these open air markets. The biggest one I think is a mile by a mile. Uh, you just, you squeeze through and everywhere you look, there is every manner of wildlife and animal live in cages. Yep. And I mean, everything from chickens, rabbits, bats, ferrets, yep. geese. I mean, you name it. And they yeah. literally have cages stacked up on top of each other and they will, they will kill butcher and cook the animal right in front of you. Yeah. And there's no USDA here, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so know, like this supposedly came, it started when someone, I believe it was a bat and that this yeah, whole they're thing. They're not sure what it is, but yeah. it's some animal. It, it, mm -hmm. They call those wet markets. Just wet markets. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Put in context of what you're talking about. They're really about. wet markets. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's, it, I'm not here to judge what they've done. They've been doing this. What's well, the culture? Of years. They've been doing it forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the fair. But when you when you, it's a petri dish. When you yes. stack up that many different variations of animals that close to humans in a humid environment, you have created a petri dish. Yeah. It should be known that that China's central government in the last three or four weeks have canceled or made that an illegal practice. So they mm -hmm. now have for the first time acknowledged that that's a problem. But let's not just blame China. Africa. Oh, no. Yeah. Africa's the same uh, way. With, with Ebola and what they call, um, I forgot what they call it, but basically you go out and hunt wild game of anything and, and, and any kind of animals. And, yeah. and that's where, that's where uh, Ebola jumped from. Yeah. And that's where SARS came from. Yeah. It's just, mm -hmm. pe you know, uh, other countries don't have the first world infrastructure of the United States. We Correct. are blessed, lucky, and fortunate to have that. And, um, yeah, we, we, we need to help other countries get to our level. And, and you know, hopefully that's a lesson we learn going forward. Well, I, th I think the point there, and, and you, you said it, we, we are not one world. No, you know, we are not. There, are, there are very different cultures. And, you know, I think what we have to do is figure out, okay, how do we safeguard against that sort of thing? Yes. You know, and, I, and I've, always, I've always believed this. And I'm an old writer. I actually wrote a, a short story about this, that... You know, the world will not end by nuclear war or global warming or doing mankind. It's going to be some little microbe that you can't even see. I agree uh, a million, a trillion percent. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that I, so I hope there's a couple of lessons learned. It's funny. I put out a video on my top 10 yesterday of what I hope we learned from this. So that's the first one. I hope we have a federally mandated group into you know something something beyond the cdc i want a new thing yeah your job is to think ahead and and fight the unknown virus because mother nature created this thing the people mm -hmm. that think this was man-made you're 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 yeah. man, people are not creative enough this thing has a hard <laughs> shell it lives on surface i mean men, men are not smart enough to think of this nasty bug right it's mother nature right it's a or, or whatever it's it's yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would love to see us once this is over and passed, that we create an agency that's well funded. That your job 
is to sit in silence and get PhDs and smart people in the room for the, you know, forever. And think about this, yeah. you know, cause if we could have had a vaccine for this six months earlier than whenever it comes, cause I'm convinced we will, that would have been awesome, right? Yeah. They have a stack of, of possible vaccines. So that's something I hope we learn. Yeah. The other thing I hope we learn is uh, living paycheck to paycheck, uh, buying wants versus needs sucks. Uh, a lot of the stress that we're feeling today, which again, I firmly believe the federal government will eventually get their he heads out of their ass and solve will... Um... Man, let me... Go ahead. Shut up. No, You're so I'm, popular. I don't, need to talk. I don't need to talk. That's the him. president so, calling to get your it's, opinion. It's... What do they do? <laughs> oh, this is somebody sending me a fax. A fax? What's a fax? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I had, a, I had an agent text me the other day and said, can I fax you an offer? And I'm like, uh, what? What's, what's yeah, a fax? No. <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah that's, that's my all-inclusive scanner fax thing. So I, I use it for you. a scanner, but I guess it's, I didn't even know it's still plugged into the that's line. That's funny. Anyways. That is funny. Um, but where were we? Uh, well, things we're learning. I hope, I mm -hmm. hope people learn to save. I think, I think actually what's going to happen for the next month or so is people are going to really start to understand what a want and a need is. Right. The American economy is a consumer driven economy. And most of that is wants. We freaking want the new iPhone. We want the Gucci mm -hmm. bag. Mm -hmm. We want the Nikes. We want this. But you know what? When it comes down to it, we need shelter and food. Right. And basics. Water. Basics. Mm -hmm. And I think people are going to really see, I mean, I've already seen it again. Santa Clara is a few weeks ahead of you. I checked my credit card statement today for the last two weeks of March versus last March, man, it's different. Is it? It's way different. My, you know, we haven't gone out to eat in two weeks. That's, mm. you know, a mm -hmm. couple of grand, <laughs> uh, haven't got gas nearly as much, right. Got gas once versus three times. I'm like, man, this stuff adds up. So, yeah. um, you know, that's going to happen. Well, I, hope just, we, I hope we focus on happiness. Yeah. Well, you know, a, a lot of people are not happy unless they do have a lot of stuff that they're well, indebted for. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, I mean, silly. I think the bottom line is we're going to be okay. Yeah, you know, there, there's going to be by. some struggles and some strife. But at the end of the day, again, this is not Armageddon. Nope. It is going to alter the way we do things. You know, yep. here uh, a number of years ago, we had a, a bad tornado outbreak and it hit a power station. So wow. we were without power, without electricity for like a week. Oh, wow. And you talk about changing your lifestyle <laughs> because you yeah. had no lights. Now, I mean, my, you know, and we, we cooked everything. out. We took everything out of the freezer before it could thaw and we cooked it on the grill. Yeah. Neighbors were kind of sharing. And, you know, it, I actually, and this is really weird, I enjoyed that time because it was just me, my wife, my daughter, yeah. candlelight, playing games, yeah. you know, awesome. eating everything. <laughs> under the sun so at least now we we have electricity we have running water we've got everything yeah. we need it's just this is more of a financial hit than anything and i think you know actually yeah. i want sorry i want to go ahead i actually don't think it's a financial hit or so? it, maybe maybe you're using the wrong maybe we have a different de definition of mm -hmm. financial and i say this with a 2008 lens 2008 yeah. was a financial mm. crisis well right. today yeah. is a main street crisis yeah well, this is, is more coming out of, out of the pockets of normal people rather than main the big street. banks and Main Street and that sort of thing. That's what I mean by that. You yeah, know? It's a Main Street problem. Yeah. Main I, Street's I've a, income. I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I mean, I, I, I play the stock market heavily, hmm. stock market. Oh. And I, I'm not afraid. I mean, it's going to come back. You know what I mean? It's going to bounce back. It may take a little time. But, you know, I think if we just all 
work together, be kind to your neighbor. If you see someone in need, help, help them them. out um, yep. and just kind of chill a little bit. I'm a big fan of chilling, Michael. There you go. I, I think that's great advice. All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, get a plug in for your book and your website and your YouTube channel. Yeah. If you like what we're talking about here, uh, I watch the financial markets every day because I'm trying to figure out what the consumer and cost of capital is. You can uh, watch that every day, usually 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning on my YouTube channel called One Rental at a Time. If you have any interest in real estate or real estate investing, go to Amazon or Audible. And again, One Rental at a Time. The best darn book <laughs> out there on the topic of getting started in investing. I I highly recommend it. You know, one thing that's funny, we've been doing this for an hour. You haven't touched your face a single time. I've touched my <laughs> face 774 <laughs> times. <laughs> but when you get my age, nothing's going to get in here. So I'm okay. <laughs> hey, we will, uh, we'll put links to everything down below. Hey buddy, this has been fun. Let's make this a, a regular thing. You got it. Anytime you want. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Take care.